Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. Flying alongside me as always is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are here after voluntary OTAs have finally started for the Cardinals. It feels like the offseason has officially started. And Tyler, as it is every year, attendance was taken on the first days. What stood out to you? Who was there? Who wasn't there? Give me the big names. You, you know what we're waiting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what we're waiting for. It's the annual who's at the voluntary workouts and... Two names, big names, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, no shows. No shows. Okay, no but shows. you'd have to imagine for somewhat different reasons. Now, yes. Hopkins said that he, oh, I know my body at this point, and, and that's great. He actually was on He's a, in Toronto. He was, he's in Toronto, which yep. is like the farthest away you could possibly be from voluntary it's very OTA. close to Buffalo. Huh. Huh. Which... <laughs> on this podcast that he was on in Toronto, let's just let's get right into that. We'll, we'll get more into OTAs, yeah. Buda Baker, yeah. what Jonathan Gannon had to say about both. Let's go and hop. the positive of who was there, yeah. which there are a couple of big names as There's, well. Yeah. But to me, it was so funny to wake up and be like, yep, DeAndre Hopkins, not at Cardinals Voluntary OTAs. Where is he? Oh, he's just recording a podcast in Toronto. Just like an hour before OTA. Right. <laughs> and on said podcast, we won't play you everything. If you want a recap of everything, go to the Arizona Sports app and we'll have that for you. But there was a couple things. The first thing he said was why he wasn't at voluntary OTAs. It was something about examining that, uh, examining his body, I think he said. He something was- about prolonging his career, getting his body worked out, and really, you know, he explained it of, hey... I need to be outside of voluntary OTAs because I have people that can work with me, work with my body, know my body well. You know, he was saying nothing. He he made sure to, I don't want to dog the NFL trainers, doctors, whatever you want to call them. But at the same time, he said, you know, I work with people at Exos. I work with people over here. I work with people over there that know my body better. I'm at a certain level so I can do it this way. And He's not taking away that young guys shouldn't do it or even veterans should do it. But for him, that's not how it works. And obviously, we've seen that, though, before. We've seen that with practices. We've seen that with everything that this he guy just, does. He, he does whatever he wants. Yeah. And to be honest, he has the luxury to do that because he's very good at what he does. But <laughs> the, the phrase, actions speak louder than words. Like, in, in this podcast, if you did not go and listen to this podcast you don't really have to. Again, Arizona Sports app. We don't waste, don't we waste your all. time. We he, got it all. He said, hey, you know, I'm still building chemistry with the guys and people get it twisted because they think that when you don't show up to voluntary OTAs, that more or less you're out. Right. And he's like, that's just not the case. I'm still building chemistry. It's like. How? Not saying that you are completely out on Arizona, which he also completely hinted at like (laughs) 10 minutes later, but you can't you can't build chemistry with your teammates. Mm hmm. If you're not with your teammates, especially because, like, this is not like, oh, man, this is a veteran team and everybody's been there before. Entirely new regime. Entirely new set of faces. Big rookie class. A lot going on with this organization. You're not building chemistry from Toronto. No. That, that, it, it messed with me a little bit because it just, it was so contradictory yeah and like what you said it's it's just the fact of how do you really build that chemistry it's it's a new regime it's a new team i mean nobody wants to say rebuild but it's a rebuild so you really 
No rebuild talk here, man. No, oh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm right. kidding. We're real. We're <laughs> real. No, Come on now. But, but seriously, like, it's just, it's one of those things where you can say that, but you, but like you said, actions speak louder than words. And how can you really build that chemistry if you're not there with your new teammates, learning that new playbook, learning the new schemes, learning the new, you know, formations, where you need to be, just building that rapport, you know, with a Michael Wilson, a rookie Michael Wilson, with those other guys that are going to be on this team moving forward. So that, you know, that response definitely was a little interesting just to the fact of outside of texting the guy saying what's up or calling the guy saying what's up, you really aren't going to be able it to do much. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really does not matter. Yeah. Okay, like, let's let's be honest here. No matter what DeAndre Hopkins says, like, his, his actions are showing that he couldn't care less about building that chemistry and mm-hmm. being there. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong choice for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not sitting here saying if I was in his position, I would be – La di da di da. Let's all go do it. I, I would like decision. to. I would like to imagine I would, but I, I'm not in that position. Tyler, I hate to break it to you. I am not <laughs> one of the best wide receivers in the game, poised to make millions and millions of dollars next year. But if I'm putting myself in his shoes, I'm not traded by this point. I'm not traded by the draft. Build your build your value up. Like yeah. a team like let's say the Patriots who want to trade for you. Yeah, you're DeAndre Hopkins. You've established yourself, but obviously your value is very low. And the Cardinals they don't want to part with you for a certain price. What do you need to do? Build your price up. How do you do that? You be a good teammate. You be involved. And you probably play a couple weeks into the season. And we'll probably get into when we actually think he might be traded. But I want to unpack a couple other things that he said. Because, yes, we're going to talk about OTAs. But but DeAndre Hopkins is the story. He stole the show yesterday. Right? I mean, he really did steal the show. It it was plain and simple. You knew what he was doing. Intentional, too. You You have to imagine. Okay, I'll put the ball in your court then. There was a couple different ways we can go. What else from his I Am Athlete podcast experience, whatever you want to call it, it was a a moment. The three things he wanted out of of the team, out out of an organization. Not saying it's not the Cardinals, not saying it's anybody else. This is what it was. He wants a stable management upstairs and then he went on to say that he had not had that in arizona or the last, houston. Co- the last couple yeah he said moving from houston, houston to arizona he hadn't had the the proper you know he'd been churning through gms which is true and you know saying he did add after the fact that you know monty he has talking with monty he feels that arizona is in a good spot but that is one of his uh caveats of his new team or stinker sticking around who knows number two a quarterback that loves the game wants to bring everybody on board wants to do you know, wants to be that team player and can throw the ball. That's, I mean, that's really what I took out of that. And then the last one was defense. a good defense, which, I mean, let's let's throw it all out there right now. You look at how this team's set up, things aren't looking great. You're not checking all three boxes. You're not checking all three boxes. He did explain every single one of those things he did explain. So he explained the Monty thing. He explained the, the uh, quarterback thing because I know – Everybody saw that and was like, oh my gosh, Kyler Murray. He's talking about Kyler Murray. But wow, he, went wow, on wow. To def- he defended but Kyler Murray. But he defended Murray. him, saying, you know, he's injured. He's got Colt McCoy right now, and nothing against Colt McCoy, but he needs somebody that's going to be there and is, and he knows is going to be there to throw him the ball. And really, I mean, can you blame him? There is a clear performance differential between Kyler and Colt and really whoever else is on this team. So he explained that. To the point, he did get pressed on a little bit more and, and went into further context of, you know, Kyler's a competitor, he's a competitor, they butt heads, but at the same time, they love that about each other. And then the defense, he mentioned Isaiah Simmons, he mentioned Buda Baker, who obviously is on we'll trade get to watch him. too, <laughs> and uh, as Zayvon Collins. So, you know, he he went further in explaining everything, but at the same time, if you're if you're watching from home and you are checking those boxes, are you checking them all? No, are I Are you mean, checking any of them? Look, man... 
No, no, no. They're like they're they're not. Like you can be higher on Monty, and even yeah. if you want to throw JG in there, it's just like leadership and yeah. continuity. Like, yeah, I do not blame DeAndre Hopkins for being a little bit jaded at this point. No, I really don't. Would I handle it the same way? That's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't blame him. You look at Monty Austin for it, like, he had a good draft. Yep. That's not going to really show for a couple years. Right now we're saying, okay, he checked the boxes on the draft. I guess we can't say it was a good draft until we actually see yeah. how people perform from there. Yeah. But you, you don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't really know anything about JG. Yep. You don't know who your quarterback's going to be, if it's going to be Clayton Toon, if it's going to be Colt McCoy, if Kyler's going to even be healthy for whatever part of the season. Who knows? If it's Jeff Driscoll, I do not blame DeAndre Hopkins for being in Toronto. (laughs) Another thing that he mentioned was he clarified that Instagram story that he posted. Oh, yeah. Where he said, in Phoenix, while he's working out, who said I was leaving? Who, who said I wasn't staying? I'm, yeah. I'm out here working, man. He basically was like, oh, no, that, that wasn't about the Cardinals. That was about living in, in, Phoenix. in Phoenix. Not about playing for the Cardinals, but about literally, physically living in the state that he's not going to leave. So that little bit of hope and that, that- – And here's the thing, too. That whole thing, by the way, was complete gamesmanship, in my opinion, on, hey, we need to build your value. Let's try to let's try to make things cozy between the two. So, I took that as a ploy to up his value, and then he went further and explained it like that. So, I, who knows? I, it's just such a. And now he's done upping his value because he wants to do a podcast. Here's the thing: his value is going to get upped when somebody goes down. That's what's going to happen. It's a waiting game. That's a waiting game at this point. Or not even that, but just some team underperforming and the Cardinals waiting for the right value. Hop, if you want to come on a podcast and we got an open seat, so you don't got to go all the way to Toronto. You want to stay in Phoenix? You want to be in Phoenix? Just just hop on. Okay, let's move on from DeAndre Hopkins from now. I'm sure we're going to get more into D-Hop as this offseason goes on. Voluntary OTAs, emphasis on voluntary. Somebody who didn't volunteer to be there. Buda Baker. Is this the same as DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, I think for me it's not so much the same just because Buda's got a little more... I think they want him as a building block. They want him there to build around. Hopkins, I'm not so sure about. I think they both are realizing, hey, we can be better off if we just go our separate ways. I don't think that's the same thing with, with Buda. I think... You can get Buddha back in the fold. That's your. That's one of your cornerstones to build around. Uh, you know, Zach Allen was supposed to be one of those guys. He's gone. Like, who's you? Who are you really building around? Zayvon Collins. That's about it. Off the top of my head, right? You didn't. Now. Yeah, you didn't pick up Simmons' fifth year option. Simmons, you can't build. You around just him lost right now. Murph. Yep. You just lost Zach Allen. So I mean, that's really what you got to look at. And it's just it's uh, it's it's gonna be a, it's really interesting to see how this all f- is gonna unfold because you know when you look at it when you go public with those trade requests albeit, like, except for Lamar Jackson, usually doesn't go the way that a lot of people want it to go. So I see them still apart in their contract talks, if they're even having them at this point. But, you know, it's Buda Baker. I don't think he's going to completely dog the team for a new contract, but I also think he's going to make sure he makes it known that this is where he's standing. I mean, I think when I, if he misses training camp or mandatory minicamp, right. that's the problem. Yeah, Right it's, now, it's not that big a problem. I mean, Kelvin Beecham, guy who joins the show, he wasn't there because he was doing stuff in Asia, more community work in Asia. So it's you, you've got to really understand where these guys are going and what they're doing to, to really get it. And at the end of the day, it is voluntary OTAs, which, granted, 
you want everybody there when you can have them JG there. JG did say that. When he was asked about DeAndre Hopkins. He said it's, it is it is voluntary, yep. so we stand by his decision. Buda then, Baker did tweet during voluntary OTAs yesterday. Oh. Did, did you see what he said? I don't think I did. Oh, this is breaking news here. Stay right. Oh. Even when the crowd goes left. Oh. Peace emoji. Oh. Yeah, think about that. Chew on that a little bit. You get it? Stay right. Even when everybody's going left. <laughs> get it right? He's he's not a sheep. He's a lion. Yep. I love that. NFL player tweets are one of my favorite non-football parts of football because I'm just I'm wondering what's going through their head when they say it. But that's that's not important. What's important is Buda Baker wasn't there. It's yep. voluntary. Yep. The reality is there's a lot higher percentage of a chance that Buda Baker is playing for the Cardinals in those New Jerseys this season than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And there's an even bigger chance that he ends the season than Hop. Because if Hop starts the season with the Cardinals and plays, it, it has to be on a temporary basis. Yeah. Unless, unless Kyler comes back and this whole new regime can just get things fixed like that in the way that they want to say that's going to happen, and mm-hmm. you can't blame them for not wanting to say rebuild or talk about a rebuild. I mean, this is a time, this is, right now, the offseason is a time where you can be optimistic. Once those wins and losses <laughs> yeah. start piling on, like, when the losses and the wins, whatever you want to say, when the record starts actually meaning something, that's when things change. Right now, you can be as optimistic as you want, and you should be. I mean, every team should be optimistic right now. Can I talk about something I'm completely not optimistic about? What? Well, it involves somebody who actually showed up. <laughs> and I promise we're going to get to Kyler Murray. But I told you, Tyler... I told you, I told the people, like clockwork. Yes, it was great. Isaiah Simmons showed up to voluntary OTAs even after the Cardinals declined his fifth-year option. Ooh, fantastic news. It's a new regime. They must find some new creative way to use him. He was working out with the secondary again. Oh, yeah. Did you like like the tweet I crafted for that? The annual tradition continues. I felt it. I felt like it was targeted towards me. Oh, Genuinely, I felt like it was targeted towards me because I, honestly, I feel like <laughs> JG is like, you know, what? I'm just going to do this just to mess with Eric because I swear, man, if they're like, we're not going to pick up your fifth year option and then we're going to put you in another s- position that you were not succeeding in before. Yeah. Why? Why? Yep. Why? Yep. I don't get it. He didn't have success at that position before. He is extremely athletic. He is an incredible specimen when it comes to making these huge plays. Think about the pick six against the Saints. I mean, yes, he can do that. He can also get consistently burned every other play. <laughs> it's not worth it. There's so many other ways you could use him. And the problem is you're never going to just dedicate Isaiah Simmons to no. the secondary. No, no. And the problem with Isaiah Simmons is that he's doing too much. Mm-hmm. Focus it. Yep. <laughs> On the right position. I'm sorry. I'm I'm losing my temper. You're right. It's this time is to, every year. This is an every year thing, though. Well, it's only our second year doing this, but so far we're two for two. <laughs> and, and you know what's going to happen is that Isaiah Simmons is not going to be on the Cardinals once his contract uh, runs out, and he's going to go to some other team and go to the Eagles or something. And they're going to be like, "Wow, look, we just put him in this natural position, and we focus we focus his talent, and he's incredible." And you like, okay. I'll admit, there's a chance I'm wrong. Man, if he goes to the Eagles, oh, jeez. Like, there, like, there's a chance I'm wrong, but there's nothing that we've seen throughout his career. Literally got benched at the beginning of last season because practice habits. Because Vance Joseph was like, he's just he can't, he can't handle this much. Yep. Like, for all the talent, all of, all of the green dot 
talk oh, from geez. last summer. He can't handle it, and that's fine. It's okay. Not everybody has to handle everything and be a multi-positional god on the field, your star backer. It doesn't have to happen. Yeah. Why, Tyler? Like, tell, like seriously, calm me down. Tell, tell, me, tell me why this is a good idea. <laughs> I can't really put my finger on it, man. It's not, I, it's not a good idea because it's just all the things you just mentioned. There's, there's not one spot for him. There's not one designated spot. You should go here and play here first and then move around this way. It's, hey, let's try here. Oh, wait, let's try over here. Oh, wait, let's try back over here. Oh, no, wait a minute. Here. The first day. <laughs> he's like, like, okay, you're like five days in or you're deeper in your summer program. He learns more about the system. He feels maybe more comfortable. Maybe he does have a single role dialed in. And then Gannon's like, hey, you got your role down. Let's go over a couple different packages and figure out how to use you and maybe throw off a defense where they think you're lining up, right? Because you can't be a one-trick pony. There's yeah. a balance in it all. But on day one, the, the, one of the first things I see, I'm going through my phone. DeAndre Hopkins on a podcast in Toronto and Isaiah Simmons practicing with the secondary. That's like a left and right punch to my face. And no Buddha. And no Buddha, which I expected, but, but still. Like, I just... I don't get it, but on the bright side, he was there. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that, that that did surprise me a little bit because with that fifth-year option not getting picked up, it was very realistic that he could not show up and— And he's boys with D-Hop, too. Make a name. Oh, like, he's big boys with D-Hop. They were hanging out over the over the summer, yep. like right before this. They were, and, they that, were... and that led it to that, too, is like, well, if, if D-Hop's looking to, way, to get his way out, I mean, what does that mean for Isaiah? I mean, yeah. really, it's just— the nature of the beast. You remember them getting into it last year? Yeah. At, at, at training camp? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was fun. Like, well, yeah. like looking like looking back at it, it's like, oh, okay. Like, no, they just really liked each other. Yeah. And they, were, they were going at it. Yeah. But let's not talk about last year because somebody who's trying to completely erase last year, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray continues to do what he should be doing so let's not like get on our high horses and say that he's completely turned around and changed his character but great sign he was there it's a great sign he was there he was they're not in the middle of a contract dispute no agent is tweeting out anything and he's not and and that's the thing too is it's not only was he like obviously you're going to be there to work out rehab get your stuff in get your work in to try to get back as soon as you can but not only did he do that he also went to the point of I'm going to go check out these position groups. I'm going to go sit here with Drew Petzing and really talk about what's going on with this quarterback crew. What's Clayton Toon doing? What's Colt McCoy doing? What's Jeff Driscoll doing? What's David Blau doing? And, and you know, he went between different position groups and really, you could tell, was invested in what he was seeing and making sure he was talking and communicating with guys. And that's what you want to see out of your, out of your franchise quarterback. And the fact that he was out there, I mean, Zach Pascal said it was huge. It was huge to see him out there. Jonathan Gannon, another guy. When you see your trigger guy out there, you you kind of want to give that extra little oomph, and it means something a little more. So, having him out there is a great sign. You know, it's it's another step in the right direction for him. You mentioned it earlier. You like obviously you can't get on your high horse because this is the things that you should be doing, but it seems like he's making a concerted effort to really kind of flip the script a little bit. He's more engaged in social media. He's you know doing more things. You know, charity work. He's doing. You know, he's doing what he did yesterday of getting out there and actually being a part of the team and not just like, hey, I'm on the side, I'm going to do my work and I'm gone. Like, he really took the time to step away from his own rehab to see the better or to try to at least get some kind of idea of what the team is doing around him. So that's a that's a big sign and a big step forward, in my opinion. I mean, you have to imagine that 
a lot of this is because all the people that he was dealing with last year are gone. Yeah. Like, I think that we may be underestimated at the time and put a lot more blame on Kyler than was necessary. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you right now, man. I'm One of the questions that I have for him is, is what's up with this change? Because there's a clear change. I, I, it's a lot easier to buy in when you when you believe what they're yeah, selling. And that and, might be very well what it is. I mean, we saw it over the season, over and over again. Something would go wrong, Cliff and Kyler would butt heads. I'm sure his relationship with Steve Kime was not great. I'm gonna, yeah. I would assume that you go through what you went through with contract negotiations last summer, which, by the way, at the end of the day, Kyler got what he wanted. And so you're sitting there and you're like, all of that. All of the negative press, the negative media attention, the homework clause. You can't change the owner. But the other people that were involved with that, that then turned around and were like, oh, we're Team Kyler, they're gone. Yeah. And from a human level, why on earth would you be fully bought in if you do not believe in the people that are leading you? Yeah. Should he have been maybe more grown up and been more of a leader and maybe been the guy that other people can buy into? And sure. would that have maybe helped last season? Maybe. But to me, I don't know if it's as much as, wow, Kyler Murray's completely shifted who he is and his mentality <clears throat> to more the Cardinals are now as invested in Kyler Murray as he was in them. And he believes in what they're doing. And to him, it's not like he never wanted to work. Mm-hmm. Like he, he always wanted to work. Like You don't get... To be the number one pick, yeah. you don't get to be in Kyler Murray's spot without absolutely loving the grind. Yep, and he probably loved the grind to the point where he'll stay to himself and he'll work on himself. But I mean, you're sitting down at these meetings and you're looking across the Cliff Kingsbury, and he said, "Hey, I got something new. Instead of throwing to Rondale Moore two yards behind the line of scrimmage, we're going to throw it to him three yards behind the line of scrimmage." Why Why are you going to be like, I'm going to go the extra mile and I'm going to do what I need to do to make up for that? Like, should he have? Yeah, that's a different conversation. But looking in hindsight, in retrospect, the fact that there's a rookie head coach and a rookie GM, it's not like the Cardinals are the Patriots all of a sudden and it's this organization that everybody can buy into. And of course, Kyler Murray's buying in. All it took was for him to have a little bit of belief, it seems like. And I think a little more respect. And maybe the fact that he got injured as well just took a little step back. I think that I, I think it, that helped. It all mixes in, but I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think he's there if they have the same head coach and GM as last year. That speculation, like who's to say maybe he does take maybe that he's step? rehabbing, but maybe he's not checking right, out the team. Like, like, like why yeah. why are we expecting these people not to be humans? Yeah. All all athletes, they're they're humans. Like, and Kyler Murray is a very interesting, complex, and dynamic one. Yes. Most quarterbacks are. Yes. It's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. You want a good quarterback? You want a talented one? You got to do a couple things. You got to pay them a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> and you have to put up with their personalities. Yeah. Not a bad thing. It's just a fact. Yep. You got to do the same thing with a lot of other stars as well. Yep. So Kyler was there. Isaiah Simmons was there. Yeah. Buda Baker was not. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins was not. Yep. Those are the four names, the big ones. But Tyler, we don't just focus on the big names here. You're there. You're boots on the ground. You're yeah. getting in with everybody. For those diehards, man, the ones who are still looking forward to every single minute of all 17, I remember, 17 games this season, <laughs> who stood out to you on, I don't want to say the lower end, but the not as mainstream big name end? 
Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it'd be there's about three. There's three guys. I want to pick one that I think Cam Thomas is the guy leader in the clubhouse for me right now. Okay. He just came in. So for me, he gave me that kind of Zach Allen evolution. Okay. Type. Because there's that one. I mean, Zach Allen came out of one year and came into the next year a different person. And I think Cam Thomas is right on that same trajectory. He's big shoes to fill. Back from, uh, you know, he they asked him last year to drop down from 272 to 255. He's back up to around 270, but he feels leaner. He feels like he's faster. He looks faster. He looks like he could, he's got more strength. Like the dude's going to move some people. And I think he's going to move around that this line a lot. I think he's going to be an outside linebacker and a DN. Gannon mentioned that you know they're really interchangeable at this point. They're so going to need him. It's he's. I'm really interested to see what translate on the field with him because he really has the look of a guy that took the off offseason really seriously and is really trying to make a mark for himself in year two. And you know another guy would be John Gaines. I think John Gaines is on the inroad to be a starting center. Like, That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think I'm that, not mad at it, it's but crazy. it's a little bit cuckoo. But it's crazy to think the hunch that we had at the draft yeah. is now turning into like, this is probably going to be a thing. And, you know, he was getting reps in with Cole. He was getting reps in with really everybody, just just on the stuff that we could say and, and we what we can report. But uh, just really, really, really impressed. You know, he seemed like he was he was telling guys where to be. Like, he just seemed like he had it all together for a guy that, a lot of us didn't really expect to be much of a center. I think more so a guard, but maybe a depth piece more than I anything. I mean, he he started at right guard like a, a vast majority of his of his games. He did move around the line, yeah, and, and he he did center, center was bit. the second most. Yeah. But I mean, if if you found your starting center, and granted, let's assume he actually works out decently, yeah, like that's that's such a big late round pick. And, and by the way. The stuff that you guys are like allowed to report and not allowed to report, I like to imagine as somebody who has no clue what's going on in those times, they're playing like Duck Duck Goose or something. It was like something really <laughs> stupid. And they're just Red like, light, you, green light. You are not allowed to yep. say that Kyler Murray did not participate in that. There was He's a not. lot of interesting things, though. Oh, stop. You're, yeah, can't give me jealous. Can't give you anything. You're making me jealous. It was man. very, very interesting. He doesn't even tell me this stuff off air, man. It's not even just not. like a, a yep. shtick. He, he, he just he yep. keeps it in. That's, that's Mr. Serious Reporter. Okay. What about the rookies? Uh, rookies, you know. BJ Ojolari. What about him? Was not uh was not with participating with the team. He was Why is the, that? He was off to the side. Well, there could be a couple things. Maybe he's got a little injury he's working through, but in my opinion, I think it's more so about his contract situation since he's the last cardinal of the draft class to be signed. So maybe that has something to do with it. That's speculation too, though. So it could just be a little thing that he picked up along the way. So we'll have to watch that. But you know, it's not out of the, it's not out of nowhere that you know a second round pick isn't signed yet there's quite a right. few still that are need to be signed it's one of those weird you know draft spots of hey he's almost the first rounder but not and you got to work through all the contract stuff so I think that gets figured out this week to be honest but that was definitely something to watch and then you know Keytrell Clark not so much on the field but off the field I thought he crushed his uh you know media availability with us really talked about you know it's more than just him on his journey of through life through football he said he had a three-day party for the draft he was a day three pick had a three-day party brought kids in from his rec league brought in his coach they had a Madden tournament uh they did a bunch of stuff and, and it was one of those uh not only for him and his family but he wanted to give the kids in the community and everybody else you know that feeling of like hey this is a moment you'll never forget we made it yeah we made it you know harness this and make it your own moving forward and i thought that was just i mean the guy's a communications graduate or major yeah 
just graduated and you know he even said he's like you know i can talk pretty good up here right and and he he could he killed it so him and paris man that, and him and thing, paris yeah. johnson are gonna put us out of business exactly and that was the first thing i thought when when he said that i'm like dang they got two of got these guys now <laughs> got communications major i mean what did we even do going to school man i should have tried to be a corner all right any, to be a corner. <laughs> uh it does seem like with that rookie class all of them are just brains just yeah. brains yep. falling out of their ears at this point and like, and there's there's another thing too uh colt mccoy was out there throwing passes was out there healthy in the drills doing all the drills so yeah he looks healthy so i mean he's very much that is your week one starting quarterback ladies and gentlemen i don't know the tune won't start the season they're gonna give Cole, i don't know man even if it's a i'm not even, i will not be surprised when tune starts week one i will say that I, right now you want to bet what do you want to bet a lunch. Come okay. on. What do you think I am? Money bags? I'm not Gambo. I can't be betting the car <laughs> payment. Gambo. Come on now. I'll bet you a lunch that Clayton Toon is not the week one starting quarterback. Okay. I think they give Colt a courtesy look. It might be a quarter, and he might get tackled once and go, but all right, it's time start. to retire. He'll have the start. But the I get first you. snap, are we shaking on it? This is on camera, too. Yeah. All right, we're shaking on it. We got a bet live on camera here. Okay, I- I'll give you the field. Okay. I'll I'll Okay, yeah. No, Give me no, the field. Give no, wait, me the no. field. Yeah, I'll take no, the field. I get the field. No, no, get no, no, no. Tune. no, what? Well, yeah, no, cuz you said tune. That's the whole No, thing it's one or the other. Okay, man. then it's let's just take McCoy other. and tune and if it's not then Jeremy has to buy us lunch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, multimedia producer Jeremy has to buy us yep. lunch. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 living high. He's he about to get into the finals. I'm definitely not jinxing it right now so he can buy us lunch if one of them doesn't start. Okay. One more thing though. Give it to me. OTAs. Zayvon Collins. Yes, please talk about Zayvon Collins. Edge? You line up some edge, huh? That is uh all of the pre- position work that he did that we saw that we can report. He was on the edge. And the one you can't report, he was the starting quarterback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> quarterback. I got you. I get the wink. I get the wink you're giving me. No. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm going to tell you right now like there was no no inside work. Mm. Everything that we saw, we can report, we can talk about outside working that as an edge rusher. So I don't mind that as much as I, I, I as Simmons. I think I think Kazir White's going to be a, a really big game changer in the middle. And I think, you know, who knows what Kyle Sole can do. I mean, <laughs> forks up, baby. Uh, yeah. we got a room full of Sun Devils here. I'm not going to – look, man, as, as much as I would love, I would, I would love to be like, yes, Kyle Sole is going to be – I can't. I think man. he's going to be a depth piece. I can't. A depth piece, depth, but like a depth, depth piece, piece like sure. how much is that really making a difference? I, I'm interested. A couple conversations that we can re- revisit from last year. Who's wearing the green dot? <sighs> like, is it Zavin again? Is it? I think it's, is it, is it I white. Think it's white. I, I mean, think it's going to be white. You could imagine because he's coming from Gannon's defense. Well, and Gannon too. even said too. There might be times where nobody's got the green dot. That's oh, the brother. And it's going to be, it's oh, gonna be signals and, oh, and, brother. and the I don't old like school. That. So there's that, too, to, to consider. So it could be somebody that's not going to be on the field at all times. We're actually we're just going to say, do whatever you want out there. Just, just play hard. I'm just hard. waiting for Jalen Thompson to get it again. Oh, that, the project I that for, happened last year didn't really. Shame on me. I forgot about Jalen Thompson. I think, I think that wouldn't be bad. Uh no, I'm okay. Thanks, though. I, pre- I appreciate <laughs> the safety. Offer. That's pretty tough. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. If, if anybody's going to have the green dot and play back there, it's going to be Buda Baker, if, if he's even playing back there. But if you want to keep up with OTAs, what's going on? I mean, this is just the start of what's going to be an offseason full of who's showing up, who's practicing where, what's happening with DeAndre Hopkins and Buda Baker. I would assume that Kyler Murray watch is going to kind of start trickling in in about a month or two. Oh, yeah, yeah he's ahead of schedule. And, and for all of that, make sure you go to the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com, on 98.7. Tyler Drake, he's everywhere. He's here, there, every place that you could imagine <laughs> and want Cardinals content. 
This guy is going to be there. You can follow him on Twitter at tdrake4. That's the number four sports, tdrake for sports. Follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow myself at Eric Ruby. You can hear me on Arizona Sports App at 98.7, Monday through Friday, 12 to 5.30. Latest from the Arizona Sports Desk. All that fun stuff. But until next time. Hold on. One oh, second. no, I'm getting cut off. I would like to just give a shout-out to my uh, great-aunt Lynn. She uh, unfortunately passed away this last week. So we love you, we miss you, and we're thinking about you. And just, uh, yeah. This one was for her. This one was for you. And it was a good episode. It was a good one. So I'm sure she's out there going, dang, that was my favorite episode of Cardinals Corner. Yep. All right. Until next time, enjoy football.